Drop it. Hey, bitches. Hi, hunties. Y'all ready for a kiki? Shut the fuck up. I'm working in here. All right. <clears throat> this is a journey led by two super homos. Adventuring through the dark, scary world of straightness. Will we actually learn something? Or just get gayer? We are the tri Touch the fashion, change your life. Touch the fashion, change your life. I hate milk. <laughs> I hate milk so much. Scene. I loved milk in season six. Yeah, me too. Hated her in All Stars 3. God, she was the worst. Monster. She had become gamous and Yeah. That was a, that's the problem. And scene. Damn, does game change you? <gasps> Hi! Take that deep breath, girl. <gasps> Beast. <laughs> hey, Beast. Do we only talk in Drag Race? Yeah, it's embarrassing. <laughs> just before we were rolling, we were just repeating bad musical challenge moments, and then we were sad how quickly they got stuck in our brains. I know, it's so weird. But you know what? I communicate Drag Race with tons of friends, and it's fun for me. To it's me, fun. that's it's like, our sports. Exactly, it's our sports. And I think we have a healthy detachment from it, too, if that makes sense. Absolutely. Like, we're making fun of ourselves even while we're doing it. A hundred percent. As long as you don't think you're cool while you're referencing yeah, no, Drag no, no, Race. No. And let the record show, we are not cool. We are not cool. We are no. far from But we it. know that. We know that. Which is cool. We are pop culture, what are we? We're just like obsessed freaks. with pop. Like, we regurgitate pop culture constantly. We're freaks I think about that's the magic culture. of being gay. I, we talked about this before. But this does go perfectly into this next little segment. Blink, blink, blink. That I like to call the safe space. I like to call that too. I like. We both agree that that's what it. That's what we're called. gonna call it. Do you want to call <laughs> what do you it mean, that? I like to call it. Call me by your name. You bitch. are a narcissist. Um. <laughs> so we before the pod was rolling, I was like, we got to talk about divas. We got to talk about female pop artists. We got to talk about as queers, we love our female musical artists. What is that? Why is that? I mean, it's, you know, we were talking about it with PFT, if you've been listening. Oh, and. Girl, I'm in the studio with you. What the hell is it with all that I'm just shade? saying. Damn. I mean, we were talking. I thought this was a safe space. I didn't. I'm My just goodness. saying, like, I'm just saying, like, we were trying to figure out that thing, right? There's something about queer men and women and that symbiotic yeah. relationship. Yeah, you were saying that. We want to be them. We want, I don't know. What? Do you think we want to be them? I don't. You don't? I, you don't? What do you mean we want to be them? Um, I think I'm oversimplifying it, but there's something about the power that women have. I mean, women are allowed to be, female pop stars are allowed to be their purest form on stage. Okay. I guess they get, or sometimes like they get to be their their physical self and be celebrated in that physical self Mm. and being feminine and cunt and all that stuff. And I think we really admire that as gay men. Yes. I'm immediately like, resisting that statement sure. because I'm picturing people like Britney Spears uh-huh. who is famously not no. someone who is being their authentic self on stage, right? That's an interesting, authentic. You don't think Britney's her well, authentic self on stage? Well, I mean, like, what what part of Britney Spears is authentic and what is it? I mean, is it wasn't part of her, like, emotional collapse because she was 
sort of I like I agree with you that she has been I mean she's like a circus animal and I, I that hurts me to say that but I do think there's something authentic about her star power her dancing ability and her stage presence sure you can say that about a lot of people who aren't gay icons though sure there are people who have tried to possess the star power Britney has and it's never worked for them okay for example let's just talk about the difference between Britney Talking and about Christina Brooke Hogan? <laughs> talking about Miss Lindsay Lohan <laughs> I'm just a little bossy. She's really dragging the dolls today. Let's talk about the difference between Britney and Christina, okay? Girl, don't do it. So Christina has musical prowess. Christina has a musical prowess, but she does not have the star. You know, wait a second. Why are we talking about this? You know I like Christina more than Britney. Well, let's talk about their differences because, okay, look, Brittany has a chokehold on the gays and Christina's like- She does too. Clutching at the throat of the gays. Whoa, whoa, whoa. This is a very, no. Mm. Okay, then can you tell me their differences? I just think, okay, this is my issue with the Christina and the Brittany debacle. When Madonna famously went on the VMAs yes. to perform with Brittany, Brittany, <laughs> well, well Brittany. with Brittany, with, with, with Christina and Brittany, yes. Everybody lost their minds when Madonna made out with Britney Spears. Yes. Nobody remembers that she also made out with Christina. Yeah, Gere. isn't that interesting? No one cared. No one blinked. Everyone gasped. And then when she went to kiss Christina, people were like, okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What the fuck is that? Well, let's talk about charisma, uniqueness, nerve, and talent, okay? You think Christina don't have none of that? I think Christina is team talent and Britney is voice. team charisma. Oof. There's just something about Britney. Mm. There's something about Britney, and I, I think it's problematic. You know what I mean? I'm not saying it's like perfect. It's mm. probably because Britney looks just a little bit more like a little Barbie, just a little bit more like the classic Barbie look that people go Britney over Christina. Why do the gays love Britney more than Christina? More dance. It's more dance. It's less singing, and it's more dance. And Christina's more singing, less dance. Yeah. So I think you're right. I think that's that's the thing. They're both gay canon, though. They're both gay canon. They're, They're both safe. gay dolls. Yes, absolutely. We're putting them in the dollhouse. They're in the dollhouse. Who I else like are this. we putting in the dollhouse? Just gut off the top of off my... the dome. I know your girl. Who's my girl? Kylie. Yeah, Kylie Minogue, and continues to fucking slay. Why should she be in the dollhouse? She's iconic, and unlike Madonna, she has not Ooh. lost her touch with reality with age. Like, she continued to deliver brand. She delivers puss. She's awesome. And she's cool. She's not obsessed with her fame in a way that Madonna is, Mm. which Madonna's a legend. Okay, I'm holding on to the Madonna doll. Do we put her in there or not? What do you think? Okay, so this is this is Madame X Madonna. No, throw her out. Throw, <laughs> I'm rummaging through. Throw away. I'm rummaging American through. American life. I'm, and I'm taking out the human nature Madonna. I'm putting her in the dollhouse. Work. I'm putting her in the dollhouse. Work. I'll even take the ray of light Madonna Work. doll and I'm putting her in there as well. Confessions on a dance floor? Work. Come on, Oscar. I didn't buy that doll. Oscar. I didn't buy that doll. But do, do you not think that doll is deserving? Sure. Why do you hate? Why do you I hate? just don't know. I just don't know that doll as much as you do. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I think it's her last great do album. Do people know? I mean, I guess the gays yes. really love confessions. Okay. People live. Give me your confessions doll. <laughs> you go. Okay. We're putting all three of those dolls in there. So Madonna has eras and her eras are iconic. Yes. 80s, of course. I mean, 80s through early aughts. Yeah. She slayed. And then something happened. But when did she become like a doll? 
When did she become early. Adolf for the gays? Early. Was it like Lucky Star Madonna? I or think was it like, like Vogue? a virgin? Like well, a virgin. You could argue Vogue, really. I think Vogue. That part. I think pre-Vogue, I think she was like... She was still a pop star. A pop star? Yeah. Many many and, girls and are pop stars. And a sexy pop star. Sexy. Sure, absolutely. Yeah. Sexually liberating, absolutely. Sure. A fashion icon, absolutely. Yeah. Vogue is when she became a doll. Yeah. That was huge. And I mean, yeah, you know, we've talked about this in the past, but like... We're torn because she is, you know, stealing a lot from queer POC culture. I mean, that part. She's also, she uplifted them a bit, too, but but we that's can't like forgive saying, it. That's like saying, you know, Paris is burning. Paris is burning, also. Mm-hmm. Incredible way to bring awareness to the ball culture mm-hmm. made by a straight white woman. Yeah. Problematic. Yeah. Right? But then, would Madonna have Vogue if not for Paris is burning? Would people be talking about Vogue? Would black and Latinx dancers be in the forefront of pop culture if not for Madonna's Vogue? And therefore, if not for Paris is Burning? I think Paris is Burning is more important than Madonna's Vogue. Interesting. Because Madonna's a professional thief, period. Like, she's very We've good at about stealing this. culture. Yeah. Like, she's very good at stealing she's culture. She's and Gwen Stefani together. <laughs> oh, fuck. Is Gwen Stefani in the dollhouse? That's hard. That's a hard question. That is hard. Especially That's a hard lately, question. she's misbehaving. She, well, Mrs. Blake Shelton is not part of the dollhouse. Yeah, absolutely. no. That era, no. I'm just I a mean, girl. But I'm saying, but dollhouse. I'm saying, to her credit, sure. I think it's about damn time that Gwen Stefani co-opted white culture. <laughs> I think it's about damn time. <laughs> Marrying Blake Shelton. Damn, yes. Yeah. She needed to after she she was done with the bindi. So once she was done with she was done, done with, with the bindi. That, she she was been done with the Harajuku dolls. Oh yeah, she went to Tokyo. She and went to Tokyo. Cleaned up. She went to East LA. Yeah, did that for a oh, minute. God, she did do. She Chola. went to the hip hop circuit with Eve. Yes. Oh, girl, fuck. she went around the fucking world to come back home so and steal from home. I think. I wonder if in 2023 we do have to kick out the dolls who stole culture. That means Madonna's got to go too. Girl, it's really hard. I'm holding the dolls. Do they go back in the toy box? Kick them out. <laughs> All the Madonna dolls. Okay. Kick them out. I mean, Katy Perry's out. Girl. She was never in. I never bought her. <laughs> she wasn't. I don't think they even made her no. as a doll. No, 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 no. No, no, no. People would disagree. People would disagree. People would disagree. She's cute. <clears throat> she looks good. <laughs> Megan Trainor. No. No. Not a doll. I'm sorry. <laughs> Not a chance, honey. No. If you're waiting to be made a doll, you just know you'll be waiting for the rest of your life. <laughs> I mean, she thinks she is. She's trying to be. She thinks she's trying to she's be trying. mother. She's she's giving me child. Who else is in? Um, you know, okay, so like you go with, you know, you and I have very 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 different musical <laughs> inspirations, right? Uh-huh. You love the sort of like the pop princesses of yeah. the early aughts. I go a little before that. I go, for me, the doll of all dolls, mm-hmm. Grace Jones. Oh, that's a good one. That's like, to me, like, that is my diva. That's, that's a good my one. gay diva. And she's actually queer, too. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like, I sort of resist a lot of the sort of like diva talk mm-hmm. because it does feel a little weird that like queer people idolize heteronormativity in a way. Yeah. Or like performative 
gender binaries. Yeah. You know what I mean? And there is something actually kind of really cool about people like Christina and Brittany because they're weaponizing the thing that's been, quote unquote, holding them back. You yeah. Know? In like a really powerful way that I think queer people really relate to. But still, like, I sort of bristle at the fact of like, I don't claim Britney. I don't claim even Christina as my diva. I claim someone like Grace Jones, who walked into the scene and people tried to shut her down many times, but she is such a powerful figure Mm -hmm. and her music is incredible and really about that shit. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? That to me, it's like, oh, this is a political act. Her presence in the music industry is a political act. So that's why... Grace Jones doll is going in the dollhouse. I love that. And you bring up a really interesting point of like how like quite frankly popness and divaness has been tied to whiteness at times. Period. Right? Cuz we have of course like iconic divas like I mean Aretha. Right. We have our Diana Ross. Absolutely. I mean and they are kind of seen differently quite frankly, because they don't fit into the whiteness scope th- of pop culture. Interesting. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. I'll tack in generational too. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? If this was like 50 years ago, our dollhouse would look completely different. What's your alt pick? You know what my alt pick is. My actual, I mean, it's two. I have two big divas in my life. Mm -hmm. And this is related to a diva that we did not bring up. That's a huge doll. Who? My dolls are Grace Jones and Solange. Oh, you love Solange. Solange is my doll of dolls. Sure. Which then brings up Beyonce. I'm sure the people listening are like, why are they not talking about Beyonce? Beyonce's a doll. You can't dispute it. It's indisputable. Why are you grinning at me like that? Why are you looking at me like Cheshire Cat? I just... (laughs) (laughs) Okay, hold on a second. Somebody literally said I grin like the Cheshire Cat, and I hated that. (laughs) I'm like, what about me reads Cheshire Cat? When you give me that long, quiet (laughs) smile, it's Beyonce. We can't resist Beyonce. I'm just very curious. What? I'm very curious. Beyonce's incredible. You know what's weird? It's like she is not my personal favorite, Mm -hmm. but she is an undeniable supernova of dancing, singing, looks. I mean, she's everything. Yeah. Why why aren't we more obsessed with her? Okay, so like for me, it is I'm torn. I'm just twofold, right? Uh Like to me, Beyonce is a doll, absolutely. As soon as single ladies came out, it's like, okay, you're in the doll territory. Yes. You fully cemented yourself as a doll. Yes. I'm putting Sasha Fierce in there. Yes. Um, (laughs) However, yeah. With this new album, Mm -hmm. everybody was living Mm -hmm. and the songs are good. Mm hmm. Here comes the butt. What's the butt? To me, it felt a little pandery. Interesting. To me, it felt a little like gay music is hot right now, so I'm going to make a house album. Hmm. In a way that felt like, hmm. You Do you know, know what I mean? You know, people are you were gonna get you're, no. I know a it's a very unpo- it's a very unpopular opinion. It's unpopular. And don't get me wrong, I like the album. I like it's the a, songs. It's a good album. It's incredible. Yeah. But to me, it felt a little like, oh, this doll is self-aware. Well, I think Beyonce is not just an artist. She's an economy. And I'm I like, and maybe that's what you're feeling. That's exactly what I'm feeling. It's an economy. Even with like, you know, obviously like the Renaissance tour is like, it's almost a cult. Like Absolutely. And maybe there's something about like being sold. Like it's like we're being sold it. Right. In a way that's like everyone get your $2,000 tickets because if you're not, you're right. not a part of the moment. No, exactly. I can actually agree with that. It's giving 
I'm really into voguing right now. <laughs> That's what it's giving to me. Is she a diva? <laughs> Is she a doll? Not at all. Not at all. But, you know what I mean? I'm torn. I'm torn because... We have one of the most successful people on this planet. Yes. Who is a woman of color. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Who is a brand. Really transcends everything. Yeah. Transcends music. Like, she is literally an icon. She's too big to fail. Right. And there's something about that that makes you feel uneasy. But to me, it's like you were saying, it's the commodification of our group. Well, that's kind of where we're at right now, unfortunately. Absolutely. It's like Beyonce is an amazing artist, but she's also being funneled through a corporate machine. And I'll say this much. Uh-huh. This is a very fun, silly podcast. Yeah. And this podcast is about the dying, just the dying form of heterosexuality. Yeah. Which I do think is true. Yes. I really do believe that heterosexuality it's as dying. a concept is sort of withering away. Rest in agony, bitch. However. Mm-hmm. At what cost? Interesting. Because (laughs) queer culture is turning mainstream. Right. Which is great. Yes. But then isn't queer culture inherently counterculture? Yes. Queer culture, it will always be counterculture. But I think we still have room to grow. Literally, I thought drag was boring in 2020. Mm. And now I'm learning it is not boring to people. Dragula? You started watching Dragula? Apparently, drag is shocking to people. Yeah. I literally thought drag was losing its edge, but apparently, mm. the radical right is doing me favors, making my life uh, mm. vogue and counterculture and weird and wacky in a way that I thought it was totally boring. That's a good point. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know if we're as mainstream as we perceive we are, but I, I, That's I true. think- There is privilege here, right? I yeah. live in a very gay city. Yeah. I know a lot of queer people. Sure. Like I do live, there is a lot of privilege with my point of view. Yeah, but I, I think you make a good point about the Beyonce of it all. Well, it's just like, it's, yeah. it's very much the Harajuku girls of it all. It is, it's giving like, okay, yeah, yeah. But this is ball culture. Like, however, on that same token, I'm playing devil's advocate today. Mm-hmm. A lot of queer culture is stolen from black culture. Period. Do you know what I mean? Period. So it is just like, is it, am I taking from ballroom culture, which is black culture? Period. Or am I reclaiming it? You're saying that I don't you, know. from Beyonce's Beyonce, point of view. From Beyonce's point of view. I actually think quite highly of Beyonce. And I honestly think... She's using her platform to uplift those voices because I guess, yes, she's making a million, million, millions in the process. Mm. But I do think because Beyonce, people will buy anything Beyonce sells. And it's not like she's selling shit. She's selling quality. Absolutely. I do believe there's a lot of passion in the people she collaborates with, like Big Frida and, I mean, the millions of people who were, like, lifted up even in the creation of Renaissance. Mm. Grace Jones? Yes. So I think there is some altruism there, and I think there is some uplifting and education through the funnel of one of the most popular women in the world. I think ultimately it boils down to, I mean, everything is so commercialized now. You know, it's like hard to not talk about capitalism and sexuality, you know? It's like very much that. The thing that I'm learning here on this podcast is like heterosexuality is tied to consumerism. Mm -hmm. And so is homosexuality. 
Right. It's, it's no secret that even when the big, big companies are excited to talk about pride, it's because we might help their bottom line. That part. When exactly. When Bank of America says, hi, gay. Right. And turns what they mean to say is, is, give us money. Yeah. Right? And even all the backlash, you know what I mean? All the, the, the Dodger stuff or whatever. It is Upsetting. sort of like giving the, hey, come, hey, straight homophobes. Come over here. Mm-hmm. It's all about money. Money yeah. talks. And there's something really interesting about like that when it comes to artistry. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the big thing for me. That's where I push back a lot. Like to me, and this is a very sort of like dumb take, but like Grace Jones is my diva because it doesn't seem like a lot of it was for money. It seemed like very much like artist forward. Mm-hmm. And of course, that's a stupid thing to say because of course it is about money. She makes money. She makes she money makes from money. her music. Solange too. I always think like, oh, Solange is about the music first, the artistry first. And she she is. It's like, to me, she's an artist, right? Mm-hmm. But like there's money involved in that too. Another one of my dolls that I am putting in the dollhouse is Kate Bush, who is another one of my yeah, icons. Iconic. She seems a little like artist forward, right? S- but like Stevie Nicks. Stevie Nicks there. Oh, this is this Thor is, Thor. This is very Thor Thor Thor. Put her in the doll. I'd put her in the dollhouse. I kind of would. I definitely put her in the dollhouse. I see her and I think, yes, <laughs> queen. <laughs> I'm sorry, you were saying about. No, but Kate you know, Bush. It, it's just like, and maybe that's dumb for me to say. When I look at my dolls, yeah, and then I look at the other dolls in the dollhouse, and I'm like, oh, those dolls are about making money. My dolls are about making music. Wow, she's really up her own ass, folks. But, but that's wrong, and I know that that's wrong. No, I, I hear it. It's part of your experience. As a queer person who's living in the shadow yeah. of like maybe the queer scene at large, Absolutely. you identify with the hardcore artists who aren't I, seen. Well, I identify in the counterculture of queerness. Yeah. That's why I identify myself as a queer man. Yeah. It's more than just like, oh, I like people with, my bits, I guess, you know? Yeah, 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 it's yeah. more than that. It's a yeah. culture. It's a counterculture. It is a statement going against the grain. Yeah. Like, yeah. that's what I'm fascinated in. I don't ever want to assimilate in a heteronormative society. Because that is the difference between us and just a gay white man. That is, that's <laughs> the difference between us and a Britney Spears fan. Oh! Oh my God, we almost forgot Jessica Simpson. We almost <laughs> forgot Jessica Simpson! No, 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 no. You know who we almost forgot? Ashley. <laughs> Who, 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 who? I was going to say Mandy Moore, but Ashley Simpson is way better. <laughs> okay, okay. Well, look, this was too safe. We got to go this is too safe. talk to our We got a little guest. too comfortable here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got a job to do. Okay, we'll come back. Mm-hmm. But first, a break. That's gay excitement right there. I'm so excited. What? Why are you excited? I'm excited because I mean we had a safe space just now, mm-hmm. which really made me feel very safe in my queerness. Same. But also right now we have a guest who, I mean, of our guests is, because we've been in interviewing straight people. Ugh. Oof. And like this person's straight, but are they? Is the question that I, I, we know for a fact this person does not believe in labels. They don't kiss and tell. They don't kiss and tell. This person mm-hmm. believes in people being people. Mm-hmm. She knows her own power is more than just 
a sticker. Like, oh, yeah. You know what I mean? She's no sticker. She's no sticker. She's not a jar. Don't label her. Mm-hmm. But. You label jars? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we love her, right? We love her. We're obsessed with her. Are you kidding me? <sighs> she is one of the eight people we love. And it's, this is like, we're not we're not even talking about labels. Just one of the eight people we love. Yes, one of the eight of best heart, people yeah. in this world. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's Nicole Byers. It's me. Oscar, I love that you said I don't kiss and tell. Truly my whole career has been <laughs> kissing, kissing and, and telling. telling every nitty gritty detail. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. You, but I, That's what I love about you. You don't have secrets. I really don't. Whenever people <laughs> yeah. are like, what is your deepest, darkest secret? And I was like, I don't know. I've told people publicly that I used to store chocolate in my underwear so it would melt. <laughs> that should go with me to the grave. Yeah. But I've now repeated it on another podcast. Yes. <laughs> yes. I'm sorry. In your bra. Oh, you have questions? No. No. This is in my youth. I was a child. I learned that I had chocolate in my pocket and it melted. And then I was like, what's warmer than a pocket? The front of your my underwear. Pocket. Yeah, 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 yeah. Your yeah. other pocket. Yeah. Yeah. So I would put Hershey Kisses in my little panties. <laughs> yeah. And it got to a point where my mother was like, what is happening? Because <laughs> oh to her, she'd be like, is my daughter shitting from the front? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> is, is she not wiped? Or what, shitting what so much this? that it's just sliding up. <laughs> and that's like a level of fatness that most people have not unlocked. Yes. Ah. Yes. Mm -hmm. In that video game, you haven't locked unlocked that level. No, it's (laughs) real. I I beat the game. (laughs) (laughs) I I love that for us. We recently had dinner, and like you didn't need again. You didn't need to tell me this, but like we had dinner. (laughs) We had dinner, and like it was this yummy like uh, dumpling place. And then like I was like, okay, let's take it home. And then just because you don't like secrets, you were like, I'm going to eat this the second I get home. (laughs) You know, I was like, it was like leftovers, and I was like, okay. You were like yummy for tomorrow. I was like, I simply will eat this on my couch. Upon arrival, which I did. It was very tasty. It was yummy. Maybe I'll take Oscar there tonight. You Ooh, should. What should. is this place? It's really. Let's I don't, plug where it. Where is it? Yeah, plug it's in it. Alhambra. It's this amazing place with like a mom and a grandmom, and they Ooh. just make these amazing uh, Szechuan beef, like mm. meat pies. Mm. Uh, it's called Min Min Pie House. It's Work. so good. Yeah. Yeah, it's delicious. Mm. We're gonna go eat meat pies. Yeah, let's do it. Let's eat meat. Well, we're here to learn about meat. <laughs> let's eat meat. <laughs> but we're also here to learn about something straight. Isn't that right, Oscar? That's true, because we don't know a single thing about being straight. And uh, have, have you, you heard, heard about, about strip clubs? <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> I was going to talk about like straight women having their bachelorette at a drag show, but uh-huh. then it dawned on me, I don't understand that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was like, I don't get it. Have you ever attended a bachelor party at a drag show? No. Yeah. Mm. It seems because it's like it's about you getting mm. married. So your goal is to interrupt a performance to talk about your good fortune? Yeah. <laughs> seems odd. Very don't confusing. get it. But yeah, strip clubs, which strip is, clubs. isn't necessarily inherently straight. No. But I feel like when people think about it, it's mm-hmm. like a man going to like 
rock his socks off? Kick, <laughs> rock his, kick Not his rocks? Kick, ooh, ooh. kick rocks. Because <laughs> kick rocks is He's bad. He's going to die. Get his, get his. What is it? Get his rocks off. Get his rocks off. <laughs> For me, I have experience okay. with strip clubs when I was 16. I got a fake ID mm. in high school because all of my friends were going to the local strip club named Honey's. Okay. And I was like, I want to fit in too. So I got a fake ID to go to Honey's and this is where we used to hang out after school. Mm. At the strip club? At the strip club, yes. Where did you grow up? In Queens, in New okay, York. Okay, okay. Um, and it was like the saddest thing I've ever experienced. But tell me why I could get into a strip club but I could not get into an R-rated movie with my fake ID. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they thought you were gay and they were like, we'll ungay him. Yeah. Show him some tits during the day. <laughs> okay. Which I honestly, I can't think of anything gayer <laughs> than watching tits in broad daylight. Like, I don't think I want that. <laughs> I have a strip club story too. Okay. Because um, it also had the opposite effect on me. Oh. It just, so when funny. I saw this naked woman, I was like, oh, right. I have respect and reverence for this. And I don't think they liked that. Like, they didn't like it. Like, you saw it. a sculpture at a so museum? my brother, 18th birthday, my brother was like, you can come to the strip club. I went with him to the strip club. I got a champagne room dance from a lady named CJ. Uh-huh. She grinded her shit all over uh-huh. me. And I know it's customary to get a boner in that situation. Yes. It's not customary. It is tradition. It is. It is. I was trying to respect it's the customs. It's written in the laws. <laughs> I was trying to respect their culture and sure, customs. of course. Um, no, but, and I didn't. And so, like, and she was showing me her, you know, her stuff and I just I you can't even like, say that's how it gay he reinforced is. everything gay to me because I was like oh all I feel is peace and <laughs> serenity you know I just and I don't think I don't think they want that I do so I went to Portland I like strip clubs the first time I went to one was on a tour co a UCB touring Shut company up. yes uh, expedition to Kansas yes and we were snowed went in to a Kansas strip club we, I went to it's called baby dolls in Kansas mm-hmm. love it and I suggested of course <laughs> we all got lap dances and one of the girls that her name was Belladonna. I will never forget these girls' names. <laughs> Belladonna had tattoos going all up and down her, like barbed wire. Oof, and yes. she did a trick where she held a bar and slammed her pussy into one of the boys' <laughs> faces. And I watched this man just shake his head <laughs> at a pussy that he didn't know where it was before or where it was going after <laughs> or what it had done seconds before it was in his face. And then he went and got a lap dance and came back. We all got lap dances from this one woman, Foxy. Oh, and Foxy names. came and talked to us. Foxy was this beautiful black woman, just like chocolate. She could have been, I don't know, 21 or 62. <laughs> <laughs> there was, who knows? She had a lot we of wisdom. We can never know. Mm. Yes. And she told us that there's three types of girls. Girls who work the pole, who work hard, climb it, dance, do tricks, fall down, splits. Mm-hmm. Then there's a floor girl. That's the girl humping the floor. Mm-hmm. And then she was like, and then there's a face. And we were like, what are you, Foxy? And she's like, what the fuck do you think? Hopped on stage and didn't do a thing, and we gave her all our money. <laughs> it was wild. And the way one of the boys, one of the boys was married and is a very respectful person to his wife. One of the boys was single. And the way this man acted as if all of these women might go home with him yes. was so funny. Strip clubs are an illusion to straight men. Mm. Yes, that's the trick, because that's, yes. that's their job. To, you fall in love yes. with the stripper. you fall in love. You keep coming back. You have one girl. Yes. And then these men get these like deluded egos that they can like get a girl like that and mm-hmm. save her from stripping. 
nursing and she'll finish nursing school with me. That yes. is so narcissistic. <laughs> it's wild. That's and it so feeds funny. into men's narcissism. And also female like you're Australian from down under your Magic Mike's. Uh, well, Magic Mike, I think, is a little bit more feminine. You've but seen the Magic Mike yes. show? Yes. Okay. It's a little bit more for the woman's <laughs> fantasy. Yes. But Thunder from Down Under is from a man going, this is what I think women think is sexy, and it's a dick slapping her face. And it's like, no, sir. Where's the storyline? Where's, where's the up. foreplay? Where's uh-huh. the little build up to it? I just remembered me and you have seen a bride get picked up by a male stripper. We sure did. This man was the antithesis of sexy. Yes. He brought in an empty Little Caesars box and said, anybody order a pizza? And (laughs) And then he took 10 minutes because he couldn't find out how his music connected with the auxiliary cord. you guys have an ox cord? I left my ox cord. Yes. And then picked up our friend who was getting married, had her like pussy... Around that's I guess the move had her yes. around his head and then was like dancing with her and then dropped her from like six feet dropped she, her from six feet it was like we by heard, accident yes, yes. and her thud lying. on 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 a marble floor yes and she just went I'm okay one of the girls was trying to escape him by screaming I have a bad back and he was like come here <laughs> and then at one point he was like ladies I'm thirsty do you guys have diet coke oh yeah he wanted juice oh yeah juice because diet he coke, was like anything. he was like sweating and he was like I need juice to like get my stuff back it was fully wild what was this man's name Levi I'll never forget I followed him on Instagram for a very long time <laughs> What was his content? His content was pretty bad. It was just him at Planet Fitness with his uh, sun tattoo around his uh, Oh, yeah. Not, and not then sometimes the he would post his children. I think he was fighting for custody. <laughs> <And then> <laughs> I know too much about this man. And then he stopped posting. Oh, wow. I'm a, I was a little bummed about it. No, Levi. Levi. Yeah. Post content. Girl Levi. with bad back. Shout out to girl, girl with bad with back. Because <laughs> afterward he texted and said, Can I have the number of girl, girl with, with bad, bad back? back? You're kidding. <laughs> Not at all. To do what? I don't know. Chase her around some more while she crawled away screaming, <laughs> I have a bad back. <laughs> It was almost as if we invited a predator to our Palm Springs yes. retreat just for a couple hours. Uh, and then remember, he like didn't want to touch me. Like, yes, so none of the girls Mono wanted dances. Was one of, I got a dance, and then Mono was the only other person who was like, yes, yes. and he was like, ooh, um, okay, <sighs> um, okay, and then just like awkwardly grinded in front of me. like, like, oh, like touching no. me the way that you touch like a dog who was covered in shit. <laughs> oh, no. And then I was like, I don't want this. I'm. Oh God, it was. It so was humiliating. So wild. He literally said no homo. He said no yeah, homo. Yeah, he said yeah. no homo, yeah. but give me a bad back. <laughs> <laughs> it, yeah, strip clubs and like strippers and house parties, it's all geared towards the male fantasy of the straight male fantasy of mm-hmm. I can have anything I want. Mm. And then I think they forget they're paying for a service. <laughs> They're paying for this girl to talk to them. Yeah. yeah. This girl has no interest in you outside of it. Mm-hmm. If you ran into each other at the grocery store, she would push your shopping cart the other way. <laughs> or say hello and be kind so you spend more money the next uh-huh. time you see her. But I think that feeds to That's the ego of the straight male because they're thinking, but I'm different. Yes. yes. Right? I'm not like the other people. This I'm is so built interesting. Because yes. right? then my question was, so. why doesn't it exist the opposite way? But it's like, oh, women are too smart. 
Yes. Like like women can go watch a strip show, mm-hmm. but there's no strip club where women believe or even want this strange dirty man to fall in love with them. Yeah, I can't even imagine going to like dick hut and like <laughs> sitting there and watching a man flop his dick around and then I'm like, "Oh my god, what's on your mind?" I don't care. <laughs> yeah. What's on I don't want to listen to you talk. Dick hut. <laughs> Dick's dick hut. Uh, hey. Open for business. No one out dicks the hut. <laughs> Okay, but you like strip clubs. I do like a strip club because I will talk to the girls like a normal human Mm, being. mm -hmm. And then sometimes I've been caught in conversations where I'm like, oh no, there's not a thought in your head. And you really want to talk to me. (laughs) I was in Miami. The picture is a bunch of boys that I know and love with fat asses jiggling in their faces, dead eyes, (laughs) (laughs) just sprinkling money, just like in the zone. And then me and this girl in the corner and she's like, how do I get into acting? And I'm like, no. And then every couple minutes I'd like hand her money because this is her job. And she didn't have to do shit. And I was like giving her tricks and tips. You were paying her for her to get you. (laughs) But I was like, this is her job. She doesn't really feel like dancing, but this, like, I don't know. Uh Uh-huh. And then there was a time in Portland where it was like a slow night. Mm. It was me and a couple of my friends. And I'm used to a static pull in a strip club. Mm. I pull dance a little. I'm very That's yes. right. I love it. You're sure not very does. bad at it, girl. Thank you. I've, yeah, seen, you the, I've seen the vids. You're great. Thank you. She's trying. She's learning. Um, but there was a spin pole there. And I went, oh, it's a spin pole. And she was like, oh, you know about pole? And like she's literally hanging upside down being like, you know about pole? And I was like, I do. I do it a little bit. And she was like, oh, okay. And I was like, what I really love is a outside leg hang. And then an inside leg hang, and you kind of tumble down. And she was like, I don't know the terms. I just kind of do stuff. Mm. And I was like, okay, well, it's one leg that way, one leg that way, and you're upside down, and you tumble down. And she went, okay, I'll try it. And then I just kept asking her to try stuff. And then, Not like, you coaching her. Gave her money as she did it. And then she thanked me after and was like, that was really nice. Thanks for coming in. <laughs> Nicole, I think the transaction should be the other way. She right. should be paying you for well, lessons. Well, no, I came to their business. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm going to go to McDonald's and ask for it my way. <laughs> Not Burger King. I'm going to McDonald's to ask for it my way. No, this is as if you went to McDonald's (laughs) and then told them, no, now use the grill. Use the grill. (laughs) Don't use the floor. Use the grill. And they went, oh, now get bread. Don't cook with the floor. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) The floor can't turn on. (laughs) I, I guess. I don't know. I just... But also, here's another thing that men, the weirdest thing about straight men is they don't think they have to tip. Mm. The whole thing is, you come to a bar, the bar has entertainment, Mm -hmm. the entertainment, literally, people will, like, the other dancers will put money on on the ground to be like, this is what we do here. Ah. And then straight men will sit there and be like... I fucking love her. Give her yeah. money. Yeah. She don't love you. Give her she money. She doesn't love you. Money. Yeah. Money yeah. is the currency in a strip club. Mm. That is an unfortunate trend where it's like, oh, it's cool. I'm, I'm not I'm not in front of the stage. I can yes. just kind of hang out. And it's like, no. No, you have to tip a dollar per girl, and that's the minimum. Yeah, that's the minimum. So if yeah. you don't have an extra 50 bucks to spend that night, go to a regular bar without a stripper. Yes. Right. That's all. 
It's the entitlement it's giving. Yes. And I think strip club culture for straight men is just entitlement. Mm. I'm different. Mm. They're going to love me. I buy her drinks all night. And it's like, are you actually buying yeah. her drinks? Yeah. Or is she drinking water pretending <laughs> to get drunk? Ah. <laughs> so then why is it like, it's so interesting to me because like you and a lot of our friends are women who like really support strip clubs and really support just like the art of femininity. Mm-hmm. How was that for you? Like, talk to me about that. I mean... I love it. I think sex work is real work. Mm. Stripping, mm-hmm. full service sex work, any sort of sex work. And I think it should be decriminalized or whatever sex workers want. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's decriminalized. I think when it's illegal, it like weird shit happens. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, There's but, tax issues. Yeah. And, you know, government, whatever. But I just, I really love watching an athlete. Like they're just, it's like adult gymnastics, if you will. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's incredible to watch these women do insane things. Absolutely. Also, pole dancing, as you know, is hard. It is one of the hardest things you will do. Yeah. And whenever people, like, comment on my post, like, strong pole, I'm like, put on a weighted suit to get to over 250 pounds. (laughs) Yeah. And then try to go up a pole. And then tell me about a strong pole. Yeah. Strong you? I don't think so. (laughs) But yeah, those girls, they're strong. Strong. And then the girls who are not strong have a different talent. You give them money anyway because they're like beautiful and they're sexy and sultry. And I envy sexy and sultry. Mm. I'm not sexy and sultry. Mm -hmm. And I am okay with that. That's just not my lane. (laughs) I got to stay in my lane. Uh Uh-huh. Like, uh-huh. I can't even imagine being like, oh, hey. <laughs> I'm sorry, say that. Well, we'll come again and say that. We want to hear it again. Mm, hey. <laughs> Hold on. Mm, I was thinking of sucking your dick. Oh, wait, wait. Turn us on. Turn us on. Turn me and Oscar on. Oh, my God. Get okay. us so hard. So, um, Oscar, I was thinking of sucking your dick tonight. And Mono, I was thinking yeah. of licking your balls. That's what's up. And maybe pulling on them that's and stuff. Up. And licking your taint. Yeah, that's and, what's up. And um, letting you fuck me good. I don't know. Like, I don't. What do people. I don't get it. <laughs> All right, Mono, you turn us on. Go yeah. ahead. Okay. Okay. Wait. Okay. Straight or gay? What am I. Okay. Any, okay. Turn I'm going to. Because I don't think I'm sexy either, but I'm going to try. Here we go. You're working at a club. Yeah. Turn yeah. us on. How you doing? I mean, I don't know. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Don't hold take on, too much from me. <laughs> you were sold. I'm sold. If I was crossing the street and a man said hello, I'd be like, well, that's my husband. <laughs> okay, Oscar, you turn us on. Turn us on. Turn us on. That's not fair. You just said hello. Okay, okay. Hey, hey, okay, hey, I'll say hey. one more thing. I'll say one more thing. You look so good. <gasps> oh. <laughs> You're for it. <laughs> Okay. Okay. Him. Hey. Um. Sorry. I. I, I just want to say that I think you're absolutely beautiful. Oh my God! What the fuck is this? And, um, <laughs> you know, I I've been working here a lot, and I've seen a lot of women, but um, there's something about you. I just can I can I take you out after this? Is that okay? Yes. Yeah. yeah where are we gonna go? Anywhere. Oh my God! Anywhere. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I'll take the money that I've earned today and then we can do we can do something. We can do anything. The register of your voice. Where did that come from? What, what do you mean? No, this oh my is God, how it's I so talk. deep and beautiful. Okay. Yeah, cool. No, cuz just just saw me dancing so I haven't spoken to you yet. So um yeah, let's talk. I would like that very much. <laughs> hey, hey, baby. What's up? You want to fuck? Uh-huh. Okay. What? 
what is the female equivalent of that? Well, that's what's not. Hey, <laughs> yeah. Hey, so I saw you dancing, flopping your dick, and I was just like, "What if that dick was near me?" <laughs> but you know what? That that shows power. And like I think a woman with a little lower register, I'm already like, ooh, that's that's, some, that's a power. That's power. Okay, so this is what's interesting about strip clubs, right? Because it's like women pretend to have less power than they do so that they can gain mm. power over men. Yes. They pretend to be less intelligent and, yes. and, and, and and maybe like, yeah, just like charmed by nothing. Yeah. So they're buying into the sort of the power like gender yes. dynamic. To get power to get... over men. It's also convoluted too, because mm. it's like they're playing with the power structure, but then there's a power structure over them. Yes. Because some girls end up in the hole before they even start the night, because they have to pay out the club, Ugh. pay out the DJ, pay out the. the I'm that sorry. Sucks. Wait, ex- explain that to me. I don't know this. So you know when you're serve like waiting tables uh-huh. and you have to tip out your busboy, right? So a lot of strippers have to tip the house. So you pay the house like fifty bucks, and this—I don't know the actual numbers. I'm just sure. Throwing so them you out can there. perform at the yes. So you tip the house, you tip the DJ, you tip the bouncer. So before you've started the night, you have already tipped out like two hundred bucks or something like Why that. Isn't so the then it's like you keep that? everything over that kind yes. of yes, because they can. And then I think that's why, I think it's Star Gardens in North Hollywood, they unionized. Ooh, yes. Worse. And I think they're actually, like, union now. I think they won. But what? that is, like, one of the reasons yeah. why. And then, like, clubs will punish you and take you off the schedule, like, willy-nilly, because they don't like you this Ooh, week. So there's, like, politics involved to this. Yeah. It's really, it's very interesting. Yes. So aside from, I'm sure you, like, audition to, mm-hmm. to be a dancer there, but then on top of that, you have to pay... The bar, the bouncer, yes. the DJ? Yeah. To just press play on a record? Uh-huh. And then also clubs are like ableist and fatphobic. Of and course. Won't hire girls that look different. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Strip culture is very, very interesting because it's like they're feeding into the male gaze. Absolutely. But men are into all different types that of part. things. That part. So it's like instead of curating this like a playboy, mm. maybe your club would make more money if you did have some alt girls. Yes, like uh, yes. I was at Jumbo's once, and I asked, I was like, "Are there any plus size girls?" And one girl was like, "She's not like plus size, but she's like thicker than the rest of us, but she's got a bad attitude." And, <laughs> and then she was one of the funniest not girls I've ever met. The overshare, yeah. <laughs> so you were like, "Oh, she, I, love- I was like, she does have a pretty bad attitude, <laughs> but I like it." <laughs> Wait, that's so interesting because another episode we were talking about like our connection with sexuality and our bodies and the bodies we're looking at, mm-hmm. and how sometimes we like bodies that are a typical based on what we've been sold as a sexy body mm-hmm. but sometimes not always being like reflecting that kindness towards us well the thing is yes. like it's about the option right I think because sexuality is marketed as a again back to capitalism yeah it's marketed in a very specific way of like you are hot because you are blonde have mm-hmm. big tits yes a big ass and so you're like whiteness tall. too yes Absolutely, absolutely. But then there's the lack of options as well, Mm -hmm. right? So if you have these alt girls, some of the clientele might be like, I didn't know I was into this. What Mm -hmm. a fun thing, right? It's like watching like OnlyFans or amateur porn where you're Mm -hmm. like, oh, wait a second. Now I'm seeing like people being sexy that are more closer to my body type Mm -hmm. or like, oh, a body type that I didn't think I was into, but now I'm fully into, right? Mm -hmm. So again, it's giving that option, but some strip clubs don't even give you any option. No, they'll give you like a bunch of white girls, one black girl, one alt girl. Yeah. Or like one Asian girl. And you're just like, yeah, but niche porn, people make money. 
Yeah. A lot of money. So why not do like an alt night or like, or you don't even have to do a night. You yeah. could just have feature. Them. Just have them. Tons of girls. Yes. So feature all kinds of girls. Yes. I interviewed on Why Won't You Date Me a stripper named Vanity. She's a plus size stripper who does like parties and stuff. Mm. And her Instagram is wild. I'm like, she's having <laughs> the best time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And these people are satisfied. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's great. There's a market for anybody, but again, it's being told that this is what beauty is. This is what sexuality is. That's like really frustrating. Yeah. Yeah. And I think uh, straight men, it's like a direct pipeline from like Mm. playboys that they hit under their beds. Yes. uh, Into the the real world. Absolutely. Where like that's all they're looking for. And it's Mm. like, well, people don't look like that all the time. Yeah. Those people from 20 years ago that you were looking at don't look like that now. And most importantly, they're not into you. Yeah. (laughs) They don't want you yeah the playmate of the year does not want you <laughs> no she wants a man who's maybe or a woman or something not you <laughs> it's so funny like just this conversation is reminding me like the tyranny of blondes because <laughs> yep. like you can't even think about sexuality in the past hundred years without thinking blondes that part yeah which is code for white yeah White yes. is sexy. I mean, you White look at Playboy sexy. magazine and like you look at what is that reality TV show where all the girls oh, are living in Hugh Hefner's house? The girls next door. The girls yes. next door. Mm-hmm. And they all look exactly, exactly. the same. same. And there's yes. one brunette. And yes. she's sort of ostracized she's, from yeah, the group. She's, she's the minority hire. She's, <laughs> she's a diversity hire? She's diversity. <laughs> LOL. Yeah. L-O-L. She's like a quarter Polish or something. <laughs> <laughs> but you're right. Yeah. Hugh Hefner said I need three of the same. Yeah. yeah. White and blonde. Yeah. Uh, nothing else, please. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I'll have a brunette. Yeah. But and, I'm not going to fuck her. <laughs> no, thank you. She no. could stay in the broom closet like a little Harry, <laughs> a Harry Potter. <laughs> <laughs> wow, we could talk to you forever. I know, um, I know. Oh my God, Nicole, I guess we want to ask you, what's your favorite part about gay culture? Oh my God. Yeah, what do you like yeah, about gay? Yeah, what's the best part of gay culture or queer culture? <laughs> You're having a hard stumped. time. Nicole, <laughs> there's nothing. Nicole is saying there's nothing. There's no- this is where I come out where I'm like, I'm a bigot. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I actually don't like queers. Yeah, um, here to wrangle us up, <laughs> convert us. I don't know if there's any singular one part that I think is the best. Mm-hmm. I love self-expression. Mm. I love when queerness is actually inclusive because sometimes mm. it's not, and sometimes there are gatekeepers. Mm. Um, I love black trans joy. Mm. Like so. I used to live at 146 and Broadway in New York, and there was a McDonald's there, and people referred to it as the T-Slur McDonald's because the girls after working would go gather there, talk about how much money they made, and like just the joy. Like they, They were joyful. They were joking around, and then I would just be very drunk and be like, I'm here before I change from breakfast to lunch. Or no, from dinner to breakfast. Yes. Um, and I would talk to them and we would have such a nice time and like the joy that they radiated I was like I love that Mm, you know and I do wish there was more opportunities for black trans women to make money 
on their own accord, if you will. Yep. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that a lot of them are for like not forced into sex work, but they end up doing it because it's like, what you can't walk into a corporate place and get a job. Mm-hmm. So I wish the world was more tolerant of how joyful queer people can be and how necessary and how they've been around for forever. Mm-hmm. And this is nothing new and mm. it's nothing to be scared of. It mm-hmm. doesn't threaten your state of who you are. If anything, it might open your eyes and you might be into something else. And that is OK. Mm. It is OK to Ooh. not be part of the that. norm. It's okay. It's okay to also just be a stoic straight man who's just like, I like everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I accept everybody. Mm. And your <sighs> shit doesn't affect me, so I'm I'm okay with it. I love what you're saying. I just want to echo like uh the black trans joy. As someone who like is not black uh and is not trans, I have also been like when you're welcomed into spaces mm-hmm. by black trans people, it is like it's a joy like nothing else because frankly, they have to create their own joy. Mm-hmm. And there's something so pure Obviously, it's like we need to save black trans lives, but it's also so beautiful because you learn from people who have been excluded Mm -hmm. from everything. Mm -hmm. Yes. That you can create your own joy, you can love yourself, and you can love others in a way. Mm -hmm. And that is something so many people are missing out on, even experiencing, even witnessing. Mm -hmm. Which is wild. Yeah. It's wild. And I'll just say this much, Nicole. I think you bring us so much joy and I think I'm not the only one saying this but you bring a lot of queer joy too because you are very inclusive and you celebrate your life authentically you know and I think like there's something so beautiful and pure about your existence that gives queer people life you know and I'm not the first and definitely won't be the last person to say that you know so I just want to say thank you thank you thank I'm like I still pinch myself sometimes and I'm like I'm friends with Nicole Byer I literally was talking about this the other day where I'm like I just feel so honored that we're like friends you know I'm honored to be friends with you I love you so much I'm honored to be friends with both of you thank you I love and adore both of you so much I think you're both Aside from being funny, are like good, nice people <laughs> where like I could have a normal conversation with you and not have to be like, when will the bits stop? Yes. <laughs> when, yes. When, when can we just be Talk, ourselves? Yeah. When? Yeah. yeah, I just want to echo the joy you bring people. It's so Absolutely. lovely. And the way you're obviously, you're just, yeah, you bring so many people joy. You make so many queer people feel seen. Mm. And I said this before, I'm going to say it again, because for Nicole Byer, life is drag. <laughs> Like, period. Period. Like, you don't take anything in the world seriously. Mm-hmm. And it, it reminds all of us to be like, yeah, my life is drag. Yeah. It is. And I think it's fun to dress up. I'm wearing a purple sweatshirt. I got purple nails. I have a purple phone case laid Love downstairs. It. was roasting me about it. <laughs> um, you know, this hairpiece is from Amazon. You know, it was, it was $8.99. I'm having a nice time. <laughs> The honesty we're looking for with Nicole Byer. Refreshing. No secrets. No secrets. No secrets shall pass. Well, we love you. We love love you you so much. Where can people find you on the internet and what are some some things you want to plug? Oh, I'll be in Denver. I don't know the dates. But uh, if you go to my link tree on my Instagram, it'll tell you. Mm-hmm. And then I have a, some dates in the fall. Mm-hmm. But yeah, my Instagram's at Nicole Byer. My Twitter's at Nicole Byer, but like Twitter's a hellscape. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I don't have a TikTok, but I kind of do. I don't post. It's Nicole Byer as well. Mm-hmm. I just don't know what to post. Do you I know. know? It's like, what do I talk to my camera and go, Ack, we're all dying. Yeah. Like, what? 
People yeah. would live for that. <laughs> if you did that every day. I mean, I'd be sharing and reposting. <laughs> okay, follow Nicole as if you aren't already. Yeah, seriously. Okay, bye. Goodbye. <laughs> the Try Gaze is hosted by Mano Agapian and Oscar Montoya. Our producers are Cassie Jerkins and Judith Cargbo. Our production coordinator is Abby Aguilar, and our audio engineer is Alex Gonzalez. This is an Earwolf Presents production. Thanks for listening, everybody. If you made it all the way to the end, you're a beautiful person. If you're not hearing this voice, go to hell. Earwolf Presents is produced by Earwolf, Amelia Chapelo, and Cody Fisher. And of course, podcast daddy Colin Anderson himself. The Earwolf Presents series is hosted by the one and only myself, Jackie's Neal. And our theme music was engineered and sung by the amazing Jordan Duffy. Special thanks and shout outs to Jeff Gross and Aaron Nestor. And for more information on Earwolf Presents, visit Earwolf.com and follow us at Earwolf on all social platforms. 